for the sake of his sorrowful passion. Three to us How on Saint Faustina Kowalska by Monsignor Keith Boltrop. Saint Faustina is, as many of you may know, the first person to be canonized in the new millennium. And of course it's significant that she was canonized by blessed Pope John Paul II, who had a tremendous devotion, well not so much to her, but to the message of divine mercy, which our Lord called her, in a perhaps rather striking phrase, the secretary of. He said, I want you to be the secretary of my mercy. Pope John Paul himself, like all popes, of course, had secretaries, and a secretary means literally someone who is privy to the secrets, someone who can be entrusted with the secrets of a particular office or person. So in venerating Saint Faustina, we're actually penetrating into the secret of God's mercy. And while many people today perhaps don't really understand what divine mercy is about, it may be because they haven't realized that it it is something secret. The messages that Jesus gave to St. Faustina, which in her own time were very, very hidden, she was a very simple, not unintelligent by any means, but uneducated sister who had great difficulty getting accepted into religious life. She came from a, a simple farming family. She didn't have the sort of dowry that sisters are supposed to bring with them. And throughout her life, when she had the messages of divine mercy, most of the other sisters were completely ignorant of what was going on in her life. She's very like St. Therese of Lisieux in many ways, in that her life was almost entirely, during her lifetime, a hidden one. So that uh, the, the sisters, and certainly her family who knew her during her lifetime, would be astonished at the fame that she now has. I think one of my favorite stories about her, a very revealing one, concerns a sister who was quite um, damaged, quite wounded, and as is so often the case with such people, had an inkling that there was something special about St. Faustina. She kind of knew that St. Faustina had a rather unusual communication with Jesus. Not that St. Faustina ever spoke about it. But on one occasion she supposed, rather, it's a sort of sad and amusing story at the same time, this sister was troubled by scruples. She couldn't really believe that whatever sins she'd committed in the past were forgiven. So rather, with a slight directness of a child, she said to St. Faustina one day, would you please, the next time you're speaking to Jesus, ask him if I have been forgiven? And St. Faustina, not surprising, was rather horrified by this uh, request and said, you know, I... I just can't do that. I, my communication with the Lord isn't isn't of that kind of nature. You know, He speaks to me when He wants to, and He speaks about you know the great secrets, the great mysteries of His mercy. But she was so persistent that in the end, Saint Faustina, one can imagine, sort of rather browbeaten into one can imagine rather apologetically asking our Lord, by the way, could you tell me about this sister? Has she been forgiven? And our Lord is said to have made the astonishing reply which uh, I find myself often quoting in the confessional as a priest when people have these problems. He said, Please tell this sister that she wounds me far more by her lack of trust now than she ever did by any sin. And that really is the heart, I suppose, of the message of divine mercy, that we are to have confidence, not in ourselves, not 
It's not by any means a message of saying, you know, that everything's all right. It's not a kind of optimistic message, you know, as so often people say today, oh, God doesn't really worry about our sins. He's not really that concerned about them. Oh, yes, he is. He's deeply wounded, offended by our sins because he loves us so much. But it's a message that although we have so much to distrust in ourselves, we can have an absolute, complete confidence in his mercy towards us. St. Faustina was not only the secretary, the mouthpiece of this message, but she lived it herself in the convent through many ups and downs, as St. Therese did. Again, she had to learn to trust the message of mercy. She had to learn to detach herself, as we all do, from doing what she wanted. She had to experience many, many trials, disbelief, uh, people thinking that she was deluded, even after her death, for many years, the message of divine mercy was, was suspect. The church is, is, I suppose, rightly very slow to recognize supernatural happenings, and there was some misreporting of the message, but eventually, uh, thanks to the very providential appointment of John Paul as Pope, these messages became known and accepted, and with them, obviously, it was only right to honor St. Faustina, the very humble unknown saint who I think teaches us and I think on her feast day we can perhaps above all pray that God would use us not that he would exalt us or make us known or make us famous in our lifetime that's not particularly helpful to us or to anybody but rather as blessed John Henry Newman prayed that we would be given the grace not even necessary to know the work that God has for us to do but to have utter confidence that he has something for each of us to do to spread his mercy, and that we will allow ourselves to be used by him as very humble instruments, as St. Faustina was, the secretary of the infinite mercy of God. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity, of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. The most commonly used way of spreading the message of divine mercy is to say the divine mercy chaplet every day. It's a very, very simple thing to do. It takes 10 minutes or less. If possible, it can be done at around about the hour of 3 o'clock when our Lord died, but it doesn't have to be done then. It can be said on a normal rosary. In place of the Our Father, you say the prayer, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. And in place of the Hail Mary, you say the very simple prayer, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. It's a prayer that we can pray, and St. Faustina was instructed by our Lord to say it for particular intentions. You can say it for someone who you know needs to trust the mercy of God. You can say it for those who are dying. You can say it for priests. You can say it for yourself, that you be a merciful person. It's a devotion. It's a prayer that we can say every day. But above all, it's a means to becoming an apostle of God's mercy. Oh. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, holy mighty God, holy immortal God, have mercy on us and on the whole world.